Blog Talk Radio. Revival, the sound of worship. 
Yahweh Yahweh Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Yeshua Mashiach. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, welcome to the Lord's Hour. Thank you for joining us tonight on a Saturday night for our Saturday night Bible study and teaching with this vessel, Pablo Medina. Um, I thank you for joining us. And we have a packed uh, teaching tonight. Uh, got a lot of stuff to cover, to go over with you all. And I hope it's empowering and equipping for you in this time. I know there's people getting weary. I know there's people getting angry. And I hope to touch on all these subjects tonight. Um, but fasten your seatbelts because it's going to be exciting. There's going to be some good news tonight. And I pray the Lord that you receive whatever he has for you tonight and that the Holy Spirit just moves in a powerful way. Hallelujah. Hold on. Let me get my let me get my uh, my player for the music. Hold on. What a wonderful, what a wonderful Lord and Savior we have in Yeshua Mashiach, Jesus Christ. You know, he's he's really been a great um, uh, men, uh, uh, model, role model. Um, as I'm going to share some stuff with you tonight that's just going to show you how much of a wonderful role model he is. Um and I and I want to thank Elvi Zapata for having me here as well. Uh, love you, brother Elvi. Uh, love you, brother Joe. Um, and uh, I'm just very thankful and very humble in uh, what he has done and what he has shown me. Uh, even in my transgressions, even when I fall, he he picks me up. And none of us are perfect, brothers and sisters. None of us. Are worthy. However, by the blood of the Lamb, He makes us worthy. By the blood of Yeshua Mashiach, by the blood that He shed on the cross for us, He makes us worthy, and He He uh, He makes us worthy of of uh, of eternal life. And it's just such a wonderful thing. <coughs> he just He He just amazes me so much. And like I said, I'm I'm really humbled by all that he's done in my life and uh hopefully in yours as well let us go into some praise and worship as you know i love to praise and worship my savior before we get into the teaching it helps to stir up the atmosphere remember we enter into the courts of heaven we enter into the into the gates we enter into the courtyard through praise and worship we even enter into the courts praise and worship and I've learned that it gets me there faster I learned through praise and worship it gets me into the courtrooms a lot faster it gets me into his presence a lot faster when I am praising and worshiping in spirit
spirit and in truth. Um, I've learned that it, it definitely uh, brings the presence a lot faster, and it and it, it helps me to do what I have to do in my prayer closet and my secret time with the Lord. It helps me to get it done a lot faster. You know, through this walk, we learn little tricks of the trade. We learn tips here and tips there. And one of the things that I have learned to get into the courtroom a lot faster is through praise and worship and uh, all those good and all that good stuff. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and give them a shout out and some praise and worship tonight. Stand to your feet. Raise up your hands. Do all that you can do to make sure you praise and worship him, to, worship him tonight in preparation of the revelation coming to you tonight, in preparation of the words spoken tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Yahushua Mashiach. So wonderful.
I want to be like Yahushua. I want to be, I want to be like Yahushua. After this teaching tonight, you're going to see how you also want to be like Yahushua. Oh, hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How wonderful it is to praise him. How beautiful it is to praise him. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Yeshua Mashiach. Thank you tonight for this night to share with my brothers and sisters, Yahushua Mashiach. Thank you, Yeshua Mashiach. Thank you, Jesus Christ, Messiah, whose word is unfailing, whose promises are unchanging. His word is the same today as it was yesterday, as the day before. Throughout all the centuries and thousands of years, his word doesn't change. Hallelujah. Oh, what a wonderful Savior we serve. Oh, Yahushua Mashiach, release the rivers of living water right now. Release, release, release the rivers of living water. Let it flow, let them flow. Let them flow, Yahushua Mashiach. Ruach Kagodash. Oh, thank you, thank you. Kavor Hagado. Kavor Hagodash. Karosh, Karosh, Karosh. Holy, 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 holy is He. Holy are you. Oh, Yahushua, I'm not worthy. But you make us worthy. You make me worthy. You wash us by the blood of the Lamb. Purge us with your hyssop. Wash us white as snow, Father. Sanctify us tonight. Purify us tonight. Let us be used as your vessels in this time. Let us be used as your mighty vessels tonight, Yeshua Mashiach. Release your word into the air. Release your word into the realm. Release your word into those that will receive it. Into those that want to hear a good word. Into those that are that are ready, Lord. Release your word into everybody listening tonight. Release your word along the the, the airwaves, Father. Along this electronic, along this technology, Father. And in the archives, release your rivers of living water. Father, let your presence dwell with us tonight. Let your presence multiply around us tonight. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Push your will. Release your will. We want your will, Father. Just like you want to do your will upon us. Just like you want your will in our lives. Father, give me the spirit of teaching now. As 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 I am just a man, Father, and I and I want to be in Your will, and I just want to do Your works. However, You, you Your Holy Spirit, Ruach Hakodesh, must flow. Let it flow. Let Your Spirit of teaching flow tonight, sanctifying us, purifying us, washing us, making us ready, Father, making us ready to be Your sons and daughters of light. Your sons and daughters of your dunamis power. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Break right now. Break the break the legal ties the enemy has on us. Break any and all legal ties right now that the enemy has on our lives. Break the legal ties that he has on any of my brothers and sisters' lives listening in. Break the legal ties right now, Father. I present them all to you in the, in the courtroom of heaven. 
In your throne room of grace, I present them to you, Father. Break all the legal ties right now. Yeshua Mashiach. Break the legal ties by the blood of the Lamb. By the precious blood of the Lamb. Break all the legal ties. To where the accuser, the persecutor, can accuse us in your throne room of grace, Father. Cancel him right now. Cancel all his wicked devices. Hallelujah. Render them useless. And make us righteous in your sight. Make us righteous in your heavenly courts. Make us righteous in your presence. Let us be righteous in your presence, Yeshua Mashiach. By the blood of the Lamb, intercede for us. Thank you. Thank you, Yeshua Mashiach. Thank you, Jesus Christ, Messiah. Thank you. Oh, I love you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, take a minute right now to get some water. Hallelujah. you enjoyed the praise and worship brothers and sisters brother buddy sister brenda welcome love you shalom to you and your family and all your loved ones hallelujah thank you hallelujah thank you brothers and sisters for joining us tonight let us get into some news here um this past week the economist that that uh <laughs> not the ones you see on tv <laughs> You see, the ones on TV, they're trying to sell a product. And anytime someone's trying to sell a product, whatever they're selling, they're going to be biased. And they're going to try to sell whatever they can. They're going to say whatever they can. So I don't watch any of the news or I don't watch TV, really. I don't watch any of the uh, CNBC. You know, I used to back in uh, 2007 and 2008. And then I realized that they were selling a product, and that product is the market and their fictitious paper claims. However, this week some of the um, the economists that I listen to that go that dig deeper that that go into actual standard accounting practices and stuff like that. Um, one of them is X twenty two report. It's actually two X two times two, which is four which is a number that was given to me uh, by a visitation I had. Um, and then another one that I listened to is V, the Gorilla Economist. Um, I have them, I, I usually put them both on my Facebook because uh, they bring the truth when it comes to the economy. And this past week, just to give you an idea of where we're at here, and uh, again, you know, these... These evil elite bankers, they can, you know, they can pull out tricks out of their hat. I mean, this thing should, people were were thinking this was going to collapse last year, but it hasn't. They've managed to bring out more tricks in their hats, brothers and sisters. So this week, uh, uh, X-22, he, uh, he saw that there was indeed a death cross, a... Uh, uh, a black cross or a death cross that happens, and it actually happened two times before the the 
the the earlier time before that it happened was in uh, 2000 or 2001 before the dot com collapse, and then the other Death Cross or Black Cross or whatever it's called, it was back in 2007 when that crash came. Well, now it's here again this year. We just had another death cross, and like I said, the last two that happened uh, was the major crashes of uh, 2000, 2001, 2007, 2008, and then now it happened again this year. Uh, actually, it happened this past week. And what he said was, when it happened, when this death cross happens, usually it's about a month or two months out when it comes to the actual economic, you know. Uh, many people are calling it a collapse, but it's actually a, a reset back to market value. And everything is going to be reset back to market value, meaning they cannot uh, pump up the Dow. They can't pump up the S&P. And we're going to get into more of this here in a minute. I'm going to share with you what V has to say. Uh, he just said this. On the 20th, uh, V, the guerrilla economist, uh, the Fed, the Federal Treasury has one foot on a banana peel <laughs> and one foot over the ledge. You see, there are no more net buyers of U.S. Treasuries. The Federal Treasury is buying and selling their own Ponzi scheme. There are no other countries, there are no other uh, 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 federal Bankers or, 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 or central bankers, except for this uh, Kabbalah system, uh, there are no other all over the world that are buying U.S. Treasuries, that are net buyers of U.S. Treasuries and bonds, except ourselves. Thus, the U.S. Fed, Federal Treasury, the ECB, the European Central Bank, the DOJ, Department of Justice, and the Bank of England they are the only net buyers and sellers of, of, the, of the U.S. Treasury and the U.S. bonds themselves. No one else, brothers and sisters. So the Ponzi scheme is running its course. The infrastructure to replace the dollar has been put in place. The dollar has been undermined and is labeled as garbage. The Chinese SIPs the Chinese interpayment systems that integrates with the SWIFT system is bypassing the U.S. Federal Treasury wires. This is huge news. It's so huge. The entire infrastructure, globally speaking, has been put in place to swing away from the U.S. dollar and swing into the new reality. A new reality, a new economic system based on real hard assets with transactions done at the factory floor and not with fictitious paper peddled throughout the world that are sold as securities. This is the latest economic news, brothers and sisters. This, late, this economic news, come, a lot of it comes out of the belly of the beast in the city of London. It's like a, a two-block radius of the leaders of the world, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, uh, this information comes from one person underneath them, so it's uh, reliable sources. Um, there's some family members that are involved here. 
uh, Deutsche Bank, it looks like, is going to be the first one to uh, uh, go bankrupt. And once that one goes out, then it's just going to be a domino effect. So they're not buying any more U.S. Treasuries. The only ones that are buying U.S. Treasuries and bonds are the ECB, the Fed, the U.S. Fed, the uh, Bank of England, and the DOJ. So the, this fictitious paper peddled throughout the world sold as securities is pretty much a Ponzi scheme that no one else is buying into anymore. So that is not very secure. That is not legitimate. That is not factual or real, and they're getting sick of it. Many people around the world are tired of it. Um, so we can see how things are changing, how the how the environment is changing. But you see, for many years in this country, uh, many millions of people put their belief in the system. You know, right now, the only people that are buying into the system uh, in the majority are the Americans. There are many Americans, many citizens out there that still believe in the system and still see it as security. But it's not security. It's not secure. It's, it's a Ponzi scheme. And many other nations and banks around the world have stopped buying into it. And in fact, they're, they're, being, they're net sellers of U.S. Treasuries and bonds. U.S. Treasuries and bonds are being sold at a rate like never before. So as we can see, those that are awakened, we're not buying into this. However, the masses, the millions across this country are seeing it as security. They can't see it. They can't touch it. It's paper. It's zeros and ones in a, in a computer. It's an illusion. It's a deception to many here in the U.S. And the great deceiver has put the wool over millions of people in the United States and across the world. Millions of people have been hoodwinked. Millions of Americans have, have faith and trust in this system. For those that don't know what hoodwinked means... It's a Freemason terminology that they use. It means blindfolded. It means to deceive by false appearance. You see, when a person holds that paper money in their hands, it's a false appearance of something tangible. However, if you look at the price of inflation... That money no longer carries the weight that it used to. And incidentally, the consumer price index has also gone up. The consumer price, the, 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 the Federal Treasury this week said that the consumer price, so they were saying that the economy is, what's the word they say? The, the economy is uh, coming back. The economy is, uh, is, uh, is coming back, is, is, is coming back because the consumer price index has gone up. So in other words, we should be happy because now prices have gone up. I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but I'm not too happy about prices going up when my pay is the same. You see, people that don't understand these things, they're being hoodwinked. They're being blindfolded. They're being deceived. 
Millions of Americans have faith and trust in this system. Millions of Americans have faith in this. They have faith in this in this currency that has been termed garbage. So brothers and sisters, I am here today to tell you to put your trust in heaven. Put your faith in heaven, the highest heaven. You see faith is the currency in heaven. Faith is the currency in the heavens. Faith can make the angels move. Faith can make Yahushua Mashiach, Jesus Christ, know who you are. Faith will make the Father, Yahuwah, know who you are. Because the more faith you have, the more currency you have in heaven. You see, in this carnal world, people look to the dollar. People look to their currencies as the almighty thing in this world. However, we as believers in Yeshua Mashiach, we as believers in Jesus Christ are to put our faith in the currency in the heavens. Because that is what's going to get us farther. That's what's going to carry us through these storms that are coming. Hallelujah. And it will make us be like eagles. You see, I, like I've said before, eagles, when there's a storm coming, eagles use the storm to fly higher. Eagles fly higher in the storm. But unfortunately, most most people out there don't understand the wisdom that is given to us by the Holy Spirit. You know, it's sad that many people don't understand this wisdom, that, that many people don't understand that our currency is in heaven is way more valuable than this currency in this world, that it'll be here one day and it'll be gone the next. Let us look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting in verse 6. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, Yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which Yahuwah ordained before the ages of our, of our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God, Yahuwah, has prepared for those who love him. But Yahuwah, God, has revealed them to us through his spirit, his Ruach HaKodesh. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God for what man knows the things for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him even so no one knows the things of God Yahuwah except the spirit of Yahuwah now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from God Yahuwah, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches. You see, brothers and sisters, this is why most 
people that you talk to, most people that you speak to, they can't comprehend the things that you're saying because it can only come to them through the Holy Spirit. And if they're not dwelling with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit not walking with them, then they're they're not gonna they're not gonna understand. That's why we have to intercede for them and pray for them that they will get understanding. Okay, uh, verse 13. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of Yahuwah, for they are foolishness to him. You notice when you speak to people, they think we're fools, they think we're foolish, they think we're a joke. Well, it's because the things we say are foolishness to him or her. Nor can they know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of Yahuwah, of Yeshua Mashiach, that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. There are so many things going on right now, brothers and sisters. People are divided like never before. The enemy has used many weapons to cause division, such as politics, race wars, religion wars, gender wars, bathroom wars, currency wars, and so on and so on. The people of Yahuwah, God, have to open their minds and understand the ways of Yahuwah and how he operates. They have to understand how revelations work. People have to understand, followers have to understand how dreams and visions work. The part that they play in society and of the world in general. Dreams and visions are given by Yahuwah to people. As a warning So the people can get in alignment With Yahuwah And pray against what the enemy Wants to bring on this earth You see the enemy wants to bring Chaos The enemy wants to bring destruction The enemy wants to bring confusion But we We as the sons And daughters of Yahuwah As the Kodeshim The set apart ones The Kodesh we have to stand together and pray against these things. We have to pray against the Kabbalah. We have to go into the courtrooms of Yahuwah. We have to go into the courtrooms, into the throne room of grace and intercede for them and pray for them. We have to pray against the wicked devices of the enemy. Many people think in linear terms. You know, it's, it's, it's really unfortunate how how many people cannot think outside the box how you know we in this mind in this in this in this in this flesh in this skin in the brain that has been given to us we think we tend to think many times in linear terms we are three dimensional entities we are three dimensional people we think in linear terms you know we are okay I'll give you an example you know uh, point A, we're at point A And then we have to go to point B So therefore, once we get to point B And then we got to get to point C 
However, that's not how it always happens with our Creator, Yahuwah, Mashiach, Adonai Elohim. He does not live in a linear world. He does not live in a three-dimensional realm. He is not in a linear existence. He does not live and exist in a three-dimensional realm. He lives in a multi-dimensional realm. He lives in a multi-dimensional realm. We go forward. You see uh, 3D. Let me give you an example of three-dimensional. We go forward and backwards. That's one. We go right and we go left. That's two. We go down and we go up. That's three. That's three dimensions. You know, and it's sad because some pastors and some prophets, some watchmen think linearly. Sometimes their thinking is obtuse. They are focused on point A and then point B and then eventually, and then eventually point C. They are thinking three-dimensional. But Yahuwah Mashiach Ruach HaGodesh is not three-dimensional. He is multi-dimensional. So when we see a dream, when we get a vision, that does not necessarily mean that thus saith the Lord. And it will, and, and it will happen exactly like that. No. That is what will happen if people continue doing what they are doing. If, if, if people continue to do the things as they want to, if you continue to do the things as you have been doing them so far, and you do not change, you do not pray, if you do not fall on your face and intercede and bombard the courtrooms of heaven, if you do not pray and you don't fall on your face and intercede, and you don't make positive changes in your life, then yes, your, your dreams might very well come true. However, sometimes there are warning and what, what Yahuwah Mashiach Ruach HaGodesh is trying to do, he's trying to show us, he's trying to wake us up so that we can pray and intercede. Hallelujah. He's a mighty, awesome, he's long-suffering. He can suffer and suffer for so long. Look, look how he suffered on the cross so that people will not die, so that people will not perish. Even when he was dying on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. Even to his last breath, he was asking for forgiveness. We need to bombard the courtrooms of heaven. Hallelujah. If you don't plead before Yahuwah and intercede for your family, for your neighborhood, for your loved ones, for your town, for your city, for your state, for your country, for your enemies... For your persecutors, for your mock mockers, whatever it is, things are not going to change. And what Yahweh has shown you will come to pass. Now, instead of doing that, you realize the dream, the vision you received was a warning. And it will happen if things don't change. If the people do not pray, if my people do not repent of their sins. What is that? Second Chronicles 7.14 if my people do, do not do what they're supposed to do, then yes, this will happen. This is something that people do not understand. There is a lot of ignorance out there. There are some that know this, but the majority don't see it. I mean, yeah, we're living in perilous times. The level of wickedness is unbelievable. We're fighting over bathrooms for crying out loud. 
So I know the times we're living in. However, the enemy is trying to pass his evil agenda, and he's trying to force the hand of Yahweh to move. So that's where we, that's where we jump in in this fight. Many people don't get it. We are seeing a lot of Jonah syndromes out there. We're seeing a lot of Jonah syndromes. Back in 2013, when I was fully awake and praying, I, I thought this was it. I thought it was it. I thought it was over, and I prayed, and I prayed, and then 2014 came, and then I thought 2014 was it. You know, it was looking so grim. It was looking so ugly out there. You know, the enemy kept advancing. The powers of the enemy seemed to be getting better. The oppression, the oppression was just oppressing me. It was oppressing us. It was oppressing everybody. You see? But we were still here, and then in 2015, it had more and more happened, and it, and it seems like more executive orders were passing. Surely, surely we were going to go home. But yet, 2015 came and went, and then I had the Jonah syndrome. You know, I, I got angry. I wanted his judgment to come. Brothers and sisters, some people are so angry like Jonah, they are praying that these things will happen. Just like Jonah, many don't understand. This was given to them beforehand like a warning that it will happen unless you pray. People need to pray. People need to repent. People need to go to the courtroom of heaven and plead. They need to plead their cases because many are living check to check and not living like MTV Cribs or the stars that they want. So now they want judgment to come on the earth. Yes, I know about Sodom and Gomorrah. I know about Luke 17, 26, and 29. And I know about Matthew 24. I know these things. However, people are coming into alignment. And the things of the enemy, like the New World Order and, and other wicked devices, these things are plans of the enemy, brothers and sisters. Yes, I know Revelation 13, Revelation the uh, uh, 13, the mark of the beast and all this. I understand. I know I know this is coming. Trust me. I, I worked at, when I worked for a software company when I was a Freemason and worked under a Luciferian uh, Mason uh, 33rd degree, we spoke about the chip and, and I was told the chip is coming and that's what the healthcare is all about. However, not every plan of the enemy is of the Lord. Not every plan of the enemy, not every wicked device shall come to pass. And people get angry at that. People are so angry that they're coming, that, 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 that they're going to the Lord and that they're praying for judgment. They're praying, they're angry, they're weary. Brothers and sisters, they have the Jonah effect. Let's, let's look at Jonah. Let, let's look and see what Jonah was, what was saying. Let's look and see what, what happened with Jonah. Okay, because I feel like, you know, maybe we will see. I mean, wait till I get deeper into this, brothers and sisters. You're going to see that there are many things that have not happened yet. And that's why we have to understand these things and not be thinking so, so linear and so obtuse because we have to understand the mind of Christ. How long suffering he is, how how he don't want he don't want to kill people, he don't want to kill he you know, he's he's a long suffering Messiah. I know in my own life he's had mercy on me many times when I thought for sure 
his judgment should come upon me. When I thought for sure I should go to jail. When I thought for sure I was going to go to prison. And yet, his mercy endures. His mercy endured, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Let's look at Jonah, because many people are getting this Jonah syndrome, brothers and sisters. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he became angry. So he prayed to the Lord and said, Ah, Lord, was not this what I said when I was still in my country? Therefore I fled previously to Tarshish, for I know that you are a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness, one who relents from doing harm. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And then the Lord said, Is it right for you to be angry? So Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city, and there he made himself a shelter and sat under it in the shade till he might see what would become of the city. So basically Jonah went, he got so angry, judgment didn't come like he had prophesied, like Yahuwah had told him to go there to Nineveh and tell them it's coming unless they uh, get in sackcloth and ashes and fasting and pray and repentance. And they did. And what happened? Nineveh was spared. And what happened? Jonah, unknowingly waiting for the judgment to come and waiting for the wrath to come, he sat outside the city by a tree, underneath a tree, underneath the shelter, waiting, watching for Nineveh to be demolished. And then it didn't happen, brothers and sisters. You know, he was he was wanting Nineveh to be demolished. He was actually speaking curses. He was speaking negative things to Nineveh. And he was angry. And he sat by by a tree under under a shelter and he sat and watched and waited. He didn't do anything else. He didn't try to go back in there. He didn't try to spread the word of Yahuwah. He didn't try to uh, 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 wake up more people. He didn't try to 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 help with the repentance. No, he ran out of the city and waited and and waited and wanted the judgment to come. You know, I wanted the judgment to come. I I have been so ridiculed and persecuted and mocked at and scoffed at by my family. You know, I, I really don't, none of them really talk to me anymore. You know, they all think I'm crazy. I have offended many, you know, because unfortunately that's that's what has been put in my heart. And if you look at First Peter 2, 8, Jesus Christ was the rock of offense. He was the first offender of many. He offended the, 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 uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees, and in First Peter two five it says we are the little rocks, we are the little lively stones, just like him. So we're gonna offend people when we speak the truth because when we speak the truth it brings conviction. 
It, it brings conviction. When Jesus was speaking to them, it was convicting them. It was pushing them against the, against the wall to where they had to, they had to do inner soul, inner soul searching. They had to reevaluate some things in their life. So they ran from him. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't like him. Brought conviction because he, he offended their, their ways, their traditions, their doctrines, brothers and sisters. So yes, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much out here with my family and basically, you know, all those that are not in my immediate family, you know, not my sons or my wife, but out there, you know, I only speak to only one cousin of mine, uh, him and I talk and we meet up and, you know, he's coming to town. So we're going to meet. However, everybody else has pretty much abandoned me. They don't, they're voting for Hillary Clinton. They still believe in this political system. They still believe in this uh, paper system, in this economic system. They believe in all that, and they have their trust in that. You know, and for a time there, I was hoping that the come. I was hoping the judgment would come. I was speaking it. I was praying for it because I didn't want to look bad anymore. Like Jonah, I didn't want to look bad anymore. I, I you know, I, I didn't want to uh, look like an idiot. I didn't want to look crazy. You know what? That's the cross that I carry. That's the cross that I carry, and I have laid down my life. Just like it says in John 15, I have laid down my life so others can be saved, so that my friends can be saved. You know, and, and right now there's there's many people out there that are wishing Judgment will come. There's many out there that are wishing uh, uh, the economic collapse will come, that people will go hungry so that they will see that we were right. But I don't wish this on anyone. I don't wish the New World Order on nobody. I don't wish the wicked devices. I don't want no curses to come. I don't want the enemy to to to, to bring out his full agenda. You know, the stuff on the Internet we see is bad. There's many people that see the stuff on the Internet, and they go and they hide. They go under a tree, under a shelter, and they sit and watch, and they don't want to tell nobody. They don't want to. They're just ready, and they're speaking this collapse. They're speaking uh, uh, negativity. They're speaking curses on the land and negative words that are causing these things to happen. There's tremendous lack of knowledge and obtuse thinking in Yahuwah's people, I try to talk to them about the glory of Yahuwah, about the presence of Yahuwah, the dunamis power of Yahuwah Sabot, about a move of God, Yahuwah, and they say, no, that will never happen. It will never happen. That's it. This this United States is 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 been deemed for judgment. The the wrath is coming. And you know what? It looks like it is. I'm not going to lie. I mean, Luke 17, 26 to 29, right before our eyes. Little girls can't even use the bathroom in a safe place in this country no more. But that's not what the Bible says. Listen, I am a student of the word. I am under the training of an anointed apostle that has had visions of angels come to his house. I have seen manifestations of darkness and light. I myself have had a visitation. I used to be a Freemason and was under a 33rd and 32nd degree Luciferians. I was told many things. 
And these people, they use the Bible for its duality. I had to get the truth for myself. I had to fight my way through the scriptures. And Holy Spirit, Ruach HaGodesh, had to teach me and show me how to look through the veil, brothers and sisters. If it's not in the living word, I will not mention it. I will not study it. I will not teach it. Tell you the outpouring of the Ruach HaGodesh, Holy Spirit, is throughout the Bible. All the gloom and doom is not all throughout the Bible. I mean, you have the wickedness and you have the righteous. You have the light and you have the darkness. The wickedness always fell. The righteous, the righteous always were victorious. Hallelujah. Let's look at let's look at First Samuel, or is it Second Samuel? Let's let me see. Let's look at let's see, let's see if it's First Samuel. Hold on. Let's take a look here. Is it First Samuel two? Okay, let's look at First Samuel two, starting in verse six. For those that are wanting to go there, let's. You might want to mark this one down. This is one for the for the books. First Samuel two. Verse 6 Yahuwah kills and makes alive He brings down to the grave and brings up Yahuwah makes poor and he makes rich He brings low and he lifts up He raises the poor from the dust And lifts the beggar from the ash heap To set among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are yours. And he has set the world upon them. He will guard the feet of his saints. The wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength no man shall prevail. Right now they're trying to use their strength. Right now they're trying to use their strength. To make people fear The enemy is trying to use their wicked devices Their psyops To bring fear into the people So what does fear do? It cripples Fear cripples people And if and if people are living in fear They're going to be crippled They're not going to be able to advance They're going to be able to go boldly In the throne room of grace Verse 9 He will guard the feet of his saints But the wicked Shall be silent in darkness For by strength No man shall prevail The adversaries of Yahuwah shall be broken In pieces From heaven he will Thunder against them Yahuwah will judge The ends of the earth He will Give strength to his king And exalt the Horn of his anointed He will exalt the horn of the Kodeshim, of the righteous ones, of you and I, brothers and sisters. This is the outpouring of the Ruach Kagodesh, Holy Spirit. It's throughout the Bible. Let's look at Joel chapter 2. I mean, these, these things have yet not happened, brothers and sisters. And if they have, please, somebody tell me. Because... 
these things I have not seen happen yet. And, and maybe in First Samuel we've seen the uh, wicked uh, be crushed and the righteous rise up. You know, there's a lot of duality. Things happen more than once, more than two times. You know, actually it's almost like a repetition. There's nothing new under the sun. As we see all throughout the Bible, the righteous prevailed and the wicked always, the wicked always fell. You know, sometimes the righteous were persecuted, but eventually they rose up and eventually they were given the dunamis power and eventually they were given the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKodesh, and they reigned. Look at Joseph. He was thrown into a pit. He thought it was done. He was. He thought it was doom and gloom and it was over. But then what happened? Yahuwah brought him out the pit and put him right next to the Pharaoh, brothers and sisters. Let us look at Joel chapter 2, starting in verse 12. Now therefore, says the Lord, Yahuwah, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to Yahuwah, your God, for he is gracious and merciful. He's slow to anger and of great kindness. You know, I believe this is why he hasn't come yet. Because he's slow to anger, he's long-suffering and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. That's why, you know, people see these dreams and visions, and right away, they're thinking linearly. A, A gets to B, and B gets to C, so it, it has to happen. However, right here, Joel 13, he relents from doing harm. Sometimes those dreams and visions are a warning for us to go out. And wake people up to go into the throne room of grace and plead the cases of our loved ones, of our family members, of our of the lost ones that we know, of our enemies, to plead their cases. Who knows if he will turn, uh, verse 14, who knows if he will turn and relent, you see, and leave a blessing behind. A grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children and nursing babes. Let the bridegroom go out from his chamber and the bride from her dressing room. Let the priests who minister to Yahuwah weep between the porch and the altar. That's us. We are the priests. We are the, the royal priesthood, First Peter 2.9. We are the ones that go before him and we weep. We weep in between the, the, the porch and the altar. We weep for our loved ones. We go into the throne room of grace in his courtrooms and we weep for our loved ones so that he will relent, so that their sins will be remitted, so that the legal ties on their souls will be broken. We weep between the porch and the altar, right in front of our of our Yahuwah, in front of our Savior, and we receive a word from Him to take back to our people, to our loved ones. That's what the that's what the royal priests do. Let them say, "Spare your people, O Lord." See right here, verse seventeen. Let the priests say, "Spare your people, O Lord. Spare them. Spare them." How many times have we said, "Spare them," instead of bring the judgment on them? Bring the judgment because we, we've said this, we've warned him, now bring it. No, sometimes he wants to relent, sometimes he wants to have mercy. Sometimes he wants us to go before him and say, spare your people, O Yahuwah. 
And do not give your heritage to reproach that the nations should rule over them. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? What I pray is, Lord, display your power so the people will see your power displayed and they'll worship you. Verse 18, then Yahuwah will be zealous for his land and he will pity his people. The Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I will send you grain and new wine and oil, and you will be satisfied by them. I will no longer make you a reproach among the nations, but I will remove far from you the northern army and will drive him away into a barren and desolate land with his face toward the eastern sea and his back toward the western sea. His stench will come up and his foul odor will rise because he has done monstrous things. You see, when we go into the throne room of Yahuwah, when we pray, this is what happens. They they flee. Fear not, verse 21, fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice for the Lord Yahuwah has done marvelous things. Do not be afraid. You beasts of the field, for the open pastures are springing up, and the trees bear fruit. Verse 24, the threshing floor shall be full of wheat. Verse 25, so I will restore you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust. How many out there feel, feel like their lives have been sucked out of them? How many feel drained and wearied, brothers and sisters? How many are tired? How many feel oppressed? How many feel the inflation going up and your dollar doesn't go as far as it used to? I feel like with us, the Kodeshim, we will be restored. The years that the swarming locusts has eaten, everything that they have stolen, the crawling locusts, the consuming locusts and the chewing locusts, my great army which I send among you, you shall eat in plenty. And be satisfied and praise the name of Yahuwah who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. And then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord Yahuwah your God and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. Verse 28. And this shall come to pass afterward. That I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. You see, it looks very doom and gloom out there. It is very dark. We just had a death cross in the in the in the uh, uh, economic graphs and charts that they said. Anytime you see a death cross, it's about one or two months. So there's a lot of doom and gloom. You know, the restroom, bathroom issue. Fathers of daughters are getting mad. Uh, uh, uh. Hussein Odumbo has uh, put now, <laughs> what's the name, uh, Satan, Satan, Satan in charge of of the spiritual or, yeah, the spiritual leadership in the United States. I mean, and it's a transgender man dressed up like a woman named Satan. It is very ugly out there. However... With the same measure of the ugliness and the wickedness is going to be the same measure of our glory and the dunamis power that he's going to fill us up. Verse 28, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. 
Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Have we seen this yet? Are we seeing this? Yeah, we're getting dreams. We're getting visions. People are prophesying now. And when is this going to happen? When the Holy Spirit is being poured out on all flesh. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants. I will pour out my spirit in those days. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. Blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. Before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. We've already seen these things happen. We've already seen the, the blood moons and the, 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 the sun being darkened and the eclipses. We've seen them. I think there's a blood moon this weekend. Okay, but we're still here. We're still here. So as long as we're still here, we are to continue pushing forward. You see, the kingdom of Yahuwah suffers violence. Brothers and sisters, many martyrs have died. Millions and millions and millions of followers of Yeshua Mashiach, followers of Jesus Christ have died. Okay, the Catholic Church has killed millions upon millions. Okay, many have died. Okay, we've seen all these things happen. However, and this shall come to pass in that great and terrible day that whoever calls on the name of Yahuwah shall be saved. For in Mount Zion, which is the most highest, sanctified, powerful sheltering place, Mount Zion, and in Yerushalayim, there shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said among the remnant whom Yahuwah has called, brothers and sisters. You see, there's still great news. It's not all doom and gloom. There's no need to spread any more negativity. Let's look at, um, let's look at Micah. Let's look at Micah. You know, a lot of people, they like to, and, and I'm not condemning nobody, but we must think outside the box. You know, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And what and a lot of times what I have seen, um, especially in doctrines of man and theology, uh, many people follow uh, theologies that have been put in place from the beginning of this country, of many countries. You know, the religion spirit, the religious spirit, many people, like they like to use the scriptures, certain scriptures, and then they keep out scriptures. I like to look at all the scriptures and compare and, and, and cross-reference and look at the root words. I like to look at the, the, uh, the Strong's Concordance. I go to the Sefer, I go to the Hebrew-Aramaic interlinear translations. I study these things. I look through. I, I had to fight my way out of this. Brothers and sisters, I was face-to-face -face with the enemy, and the enemy was quoting scriptures, making my mind all twisted. I was all discombobulated. I didn't know if I was coming or going. I had to fight. My way out of this You know I I was buying and buying All kinds of prepper stuff And, and it's good to have that stuff But if I continued I was going to go broke I was going to be like Like uh, 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 
uh, Jonah, I was ready to go under a tree and shelter and wait and watch for the destruction to come and do nothing. The enemy put fear in me to not say nothing. Oh, don't tell nobody. They're watching you. The NSA is watching you. Don't say nothing. We cannot live like that. So I had to look through the scriptures and look to the promises that are for the Kodeshim, that are for us. Because it's not all gloom and doom and, and we shouldn't go around glooming and dooming and we shouldn't go around wanting to curse the land and speaking negativity. You know, because sometimes, like I said, our dreams and visions are given as a warning. You know, Jonah went out there as a warning to warn the people, but he got mad because it didn't happen. Okay, Elijah, Elijah thought he was the only righteous man alive, wasn't nobody else. So surely, surely the judgment had to come. Surely the, 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 the wrath had to come. But then what did, what did Yahuwah tell him? He told him there's what, uh, 10,000 others out there or something crazy like that. He told him there were thousands others out there like him. You know, and there's 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 people waking up, brothers and sisters. There's we're not the only ones out here. There's other movements waking people up. There's other people waking people up, brothers and sisters. So we cannot, you know, because we get a dream, because we get a vision, and, and I'm guilty of this myself. But then Holy Spirit had to deal with me, and He had to work with me. Let's look at Micah four. Uh, starting in verse 1, uh, Yahuwah's reign in Zion is what it says at the beginning of my Micah verse chapter 4, Micah chapter 4. The Lord, Yahuwah's reign in Zion. Have we seen this? Has anybody out there seen Yahuwah, God's reign in Zion? No, we haven't seen this come to pass here on the earth. Micah Chapter 4, now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of Yahuwah's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and peoples shall flow to it. Many nations shall come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of Yahuwah of Jacob. He will teach us his ways. And we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion, the law shall go forth. And the word of Yahuwah from Yerushalayim. He shall judge between many peoples. And rebuke strong nations afar off. They shall beat their swords into the plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war Anymore. I heard the other day that uh, the nuclear war was taken off the table. So, you know, uh, you know, don't worry about your situation right now. I know many people out there because of what has happened in our lives, because when we were awakened, we thought this was it. And and, you know, some of us has have lost jobs. Some of us are not in a good economic situation I know I myself am not my cars my cars are about to go kaput 
<laughs> I go to work hoping my car is going to make it. You see, I didn't go out and buy a brand new car. You know, I have a 2003 and 2005. I haven't bought a new car over 10 years ago, brothers and sisters. You know, but, but I trust in him and I know that he, he's going to see me through this. And I don't care what my economic situation is. I don't care. I mean, yeah, it it sometimes affects me. But you know what, though? I don't dwell on those things because I know that those things are temporary. These things are temporary, but souls are forever. Your neighbor's souls, your loved one's souls, all the souls all around you, are that's forever. When we go into eternity, the people that are lost, they're going to be lost forever. So let us not grow weary in doing good. Just continue to do good. Speak positive. Don't speak curses. Uh, don't speak words of condemnation. In verse 3 of Micah chapter 4, He shall judge between many peoples and rebuke strong nations afar off. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Neither shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. But everyone shall sit under his vine and under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. <laughs> There'll be no more psyops, no more fear, no more fear propaganda, and no one shall make them afraid. For the mouth of Yahuwah of the hosts has spoken. For all people walk each in the name of his Yahuwah. But we will walk in the name of our Yahuwah forever and ever. You know, I feel like Mount Zion, it might be the place where we're going to go to shelter. While the day of his wrath is on the, is on the land. And we escape out of it. And we escape out of the hour of trial and tribulation. Revelations 3, 10 and 11. Luke 21, 36. Count yourself worthy to escape. I believe Mount Zion is going to be our escape. That's going to be our great reception. The bridegroom and the bride. You know. Because in Revelation 21. The new kingdom comes out of the heaven. And they and, and John uh, describes the new kingdom coming out of heaven. So that's not talking about Mount Zion. Anyways, that's just me thinking out loud here. You know, don't don't yeah, don't quote me on this. It's just a thought that came to me right now. You see? Hallelujah. Let's look at uh Isaiah sixty. Let's look at Isaiah sixty. I know for a fact. Isaiah 60 hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Isaiah 60, uh, verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of Yahuwah is risen upon you. The glory of Yahuwah is risen upon you. That word glory, in the Strong's Concordance, the word glory is Strong's number 3519, weightiness. That which is substantial is the word kavod. When you hear me say kavod is glory. Kavod hagadol. Kavod hagodesh. Kavod. The Strong's number 3519. 
It's a weightiness that which is substantial or heavy, a glory, a heavy glory, a heavy, a weighty honor, splendor, power, wealth, authority, magnificence, fame, dignity, riches, and excellency. The root of kabod is kabod, to be heavy, glorious, notable, or to be renowned. In the Old Testament, heaviness represented honor and substance, while lightness was equated with vanity and instability, temporariness and emptiness. Lightness meaning like light, not light, not heavy. If it's not heavy, it's light, lightweight. If you're not a heavyweight, you're a lightweight. So that's what that meant there. Kavod is God's glory. Not only his honor, renown, and majesty, but also his visible splendor, which filled Solomon's temple and will someday, and I said will someday, fill the earth. When the Holy Spirit manifests, pours out his spirit on the people, on the sons and daughters, on the children of Yahuwah. Yahuwah is glory, Yah, Yahweh is glory, and Ichabod, where is the glory? Hallelujah. Whoa. Okay, let's go back to Isaiah 60. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and your kavod of Yahuwah is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. <laughs> the darkness, we're seeing that. We're seeing the darkness covering the earth. Okay, the enemy, his wicked devices, his CERN, trying to bring out black matter, okay, darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people, but Yahuwah will arise over you, and his glory, his kavod, will be seen upon you, the Gentiles shall come to your light. Uh, uh, not your lightness or your or your lightweight, but now we're talking about the light that shines. Uh, I believe that's uh, Hag Hag Hagodesh or Hagadol, Hagadol, um, and His glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your shining, radiant kavod, and kings to the brightness of your rising, brothers and sisters. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. And then you shall see and become radiant. And your heart shall swell with joy. Because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. And when does this happen? When the deep Darkness starts covering the earth, brothers and sisters. I don't know about you, but I haven't seen that yet either. Let's go to Malachi 4. Malachi 4. Hallelujah. Praise your wonderful Savior. Malachi 4, brothers and sisters. Malachi 4. Malachi 4 is titled The Great. Day of Yahuwah. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, 
and all the proud <laughs> gay pride who who's proud right now is there a lot of gay pride yeah they're they're quite proudful they're quite the pride ones aren't they yeah mhm and the proud yes all who do wickedly will be stubble what day is this the great day of yahuwah they will be stubble. All that do wickedly will be stubble. And the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts. Incidentally, those that have done massive wickedness, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, those Luciferians, the Draconians, the Draghis, the Soros, you know, they're running for their lives. You know, they they need their action to take place because if not... They are going to be as stubble. And just so you know, I heard from from the insider that I listened to, I told you before, uh, three Rothschilds were knocked off, you know, a while back ago. Three of them uh, are gone, okay? So we're seeing these things happen. And all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly will will be stubble. And the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts. That's Yahuwah Sebaot, the Lord of hosts. That will leave them neither root nor branch. But to you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall arise. What did we say? Remember Isaiah 60, the light will be upon you. The kavod will be upon you. The son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. And you shall go out and grow fat like star-fed calves. For they shall trample, for you shall trample the wicked. You shall trample the wicked. For they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. When is this happening? In Malachi 4 it says the great day of Yahuwah. So, you know, still these things have to happen. There's going to be mighty exploits happening. Hebrew In Hebrews, we have the tribulation saints. There's many things, many promises, many, many wonderful, powerful power, dunamis power that our Savior promises us. Verse 3, you shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. On the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts, Yahuwah Sebaot is his name. Remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes of judgments. Incidentally, brothers and sisters, Moses walked right up to the Pharaoh, boldly walked up right up to the Pharaoh, okay, and the Pharaoh lost. Remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in horror for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming, before the coming of the great and, and dreadful day of the Lord, the great and terrible day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. So there's going to be a reunion. There's going to be a rekindling, reconciliations going on. 
Lest I come and strike the earth You see here <laughs> I tell you he's so amazing And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children And the hearts of the children To their fathers So they're, they're seeing reconciliation There's a love going on there And obviously these people are saved Because they're being reconciled They're rekindling the fire That brings them together Okay And then he's And then and then in verse 6 at the end he says Lest I come and strike the earth with a curse Unless I come and strike the earth with a curse Unless he comes and strikes the earth with, with a curse So if the people don't plead If his saints If his if his Kodeshim If his children of light His sons and daughters of light Don't plead he doesn't he doesn't need everybody. He don't need everybody to do this. He just wants his people, his people, his children to do what they need to do. Okay? He just needs us to do what we need to do. Unless lest he come and strike the earth with a curse. You see? Let us not be speaking these curses let, let us not be speaking negativity Brothers and sisters We have to be the hope We have to be the light of the world Okay if, And, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm guilty of this myself I, I, I've done it in the past Okay And the Holy Spirit had to deal with me He had to work on me on these things Because it wasn't right And instead of bringing Hope And glory and 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 promises and dunamis power and and kavod and light and changing times and 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 going into his throne room instead instead I was wondering where I was gonna build my my bunker <laughs> oh my gosh how how he deals with us brothers and sisters let us look at Daniel. Okay, I'm not done yet. Let's look at Daniel now. <laughs> oh, praise you, Yahushua. I love you so much. He's so amazing. Let us look at Daniel. Okay, and you could put these with all those other doom and gloom scriptures, you know, the Matthew 24, uh, what is it, uh, Luke 21, Mark 13, uh, Jeremiah 51, uh, what is it, uh, uh, I mean, you could put this with all of them. You can put the. You, don't just can't look, uh, look at some and cancel out the others. No, we have to. We have to study the scriptures. We have to know the scriptures, know the promises, know what Yahushua is trying to tell us, and know that what we have residing in us is so powerful. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some revelation knowledge, brothers and sisters, so that you can go. And be equipped and prepared and ready to do these things because <laughs> he's counting on you. He don't. He's not counting on the world. He's not counting on them. He's counting on you. He says, if my people, if my people, okay? Hallelujah. All right. Let's go to now Daniel chapter 12. All right. Daniel chapter 12. A lot of people like to use Daniel for the old, for the uh, doom and gloom, for 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 uh, uh, 
for the judgments, okay? Let us look at Daniel chapter 12, starting in verse 1. Okay, at the at the beginning of chapter 12, as the header says, prophecy of the end time. Okay, chapter 12, verse 1. At that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Okay, let me just uh, uh, break this down for you real quick. Usually the dust and the dry places is where uh, the enemy is camping out um, dust and dry places is is usually signifi- signifying where there is no Holy Spirit uh, when they do that Burning Man celebration in La- in Nevada they go to the desert okay the desert a lot of evil stuff happens in the desert those are dry desolate places and there are many asleep in the desert. Okay, this doesn't necessarily mean they're dead, but how many sheeple out there are asleep? Many are familiar with that term, correct? Okay, so many of those who are sleeping in the dust, in the dry places of the earth, they shall awake. Verse 2, they also shall awake. You see, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Either or. They're going to awake. They're going to awaken to everlasting life, or they're awakened to everlasting contempt. Okay, those that refuse, those that refuse to accept Jesus Christ, Yeshua Mashiach, as their Savior. Those who are, verse 3, those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. And those who turn Many to righteousness And those who turn Many to righteousness Well, well, well Gosh Gosh Paulo when is this happening <laughs> Verse two of Chapter 12 Daniel 12 My header over Daniel 12 It says prophecy of the end time When is this happening It's happening at the end time Okay It's happening at the end time It's happening at the end time Okay, the Babylonian system is not killing everybody. It's not killing everybody on the earth. Okay, the 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 Luciferians, the the uh, the uh, the the evil elite, they're not killing everybody. The whole world is not being killed. The prophecy of the end time: those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those turn many to righteousness, like the stars forever and ever. And those who turn many to righteousness. Who's going to be turning many to righteousness? Those who have the kavod. Those who are shining brightly. Those that have the glory upon them. Those that have the heaviness, the weightiness, the weightiness of the kavod. The heaviness of his presence on them. 
and the radiance is coming out of them. The rivers of living water is flowing out of them. And they are turning many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever, brothers and sisters. And that's chapter 12 in Daniel, prophecy of the end time. <laughs> Had enough? Let's go to Haggai. <laughs> that guy, let's go. Let's check out that guy, Haggai. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, what a wonderful, mighty Savior and and wonderful Savior we serve. Brothers and sisters, and don't feel bad. You know, you know sometimes I, I, I feel bad that I used to do those things, but it's okay. It's part, of the way, it's part of the process. You know, we live and we learn. We're like... We're like children. We live and we learn. We make mistakes. It's okay. Now brush your shoulders off and carry on and let's move on now. Okay? Let's get on with it now. <laughs> Haggai. Let's go to Haggai. See what Haggai says, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Haggai chapter 2, verse 6. Haggai chapter 2 and verse 6. Uh, the header here says the future joy of Zion and many nations. Chapter 6, I mean chapter 2, verse 6. Up, up, flee from the land of the north, says Yahuwah. For I have spread you abroad like the four winds of heaven, says Yahuwah. Up, Zion, escape you who dwell with the daughter of Babylon. For thus says the Lord of hosts, Yahuwah Sebaot, He sent me after glory to the nations which plunder you. For he who touches you touches the apple of his eye. For surely I will shake my hand against them, and they shall become spoil for their servants. And then you will know that the Lord of hosts, Yahuwah Sebaot, has sent me. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion, for behold, I am coming, and I dwell, and I will dwell in your midst, says Yahuwah. Many nations shall be joined to Yahuwah in that day, and they shall become my people, and I will dwell in your midst, and then you will know that Yahuwah has sent me to you. And Yahuwah will take possession of Judah as his inheritance in the Holy Land. And will again choose Yerushalayim. Be silent, all flesh, before Yahuwah, for he is aroused from his holy habitation. Okay, let us go to Acts. Let us go to Acts. Verse, Acts chapter 2. Let us go to Acts chapter 2. And verse 16 Okay And this is again a cross reference This is from, from This is a cross reference from the book of Job uh, Paul right here uh, Actually Peter This is Peter standing up with the eleven Raised his voice and said to them And in verse 16 he said But this is what was spoken By the prophet Joel Verse 17 And this shall come to pass In the last days says Yahuwah, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. 
Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of Yahuwah shall be saved. Brothers and sisters, the latter rain is going to be greater than the first. The latter is going to be greater than the first, brothers and sisters. Those that are the Kodeshim, those that are the royal priesthood, just like it says in Isaiah 60, the Kavod, the radiant light, the brilliant light is going to be upon you. He's going to be upon you and they're going to see you. And they're going to want to know. You see, our Savior is long-suffering. He's long-suffering. He does not want to bring the curses on the land. But we must stand in the gap. We have to take our positions so that He will relent, so that more people will be saved. You know? The, the wicked, they're going to fall. The wicked are going to fall. You know, there's this is the year of Jubilee. There's going to be double portions given out to us. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, these bad things are happening. You know, and, and, and they have to happen. You see, you see, when you go to the doctor, you go to a doctor, you tell the doctor your problems, and then once you're able to acknowledge the problem, then the doctor is able to come up with the solution and the plan of action. Once we acknowledge that there's a problem, once people wake up and acknowledge that there is indeed a problem, and I believe this whole bathroom wars, I believe that has woken up many more people as to what is really going on. And wait till they find out, wait till more people find out uh, uh uh, that person, Satan, who's a transgender, that o o Obama Hussein has put in as the <laughs> spiritual leader. Okay, what spiritual leader is that supposed to be? Uh, you, I, I'm pretty sure you can come up with your own guesses, brothers and sisters. But I'm going to tell you right now, in order for people to wake up, they have to acknowledge that there's a problem. In order for the doctor to... To help the problem In order for the doctor to To give you medicine He has to acknowledge the problem But we have a much better doctor We have a much more powerful doctor We have the doctor of all doctors The healer of all healers Brothers and sisters That once everybody around you Once the people around you That you've been praying for Once they realize That there is a problem Once they acknowledge the problem we're going to be able to come in and give the solutions. Yes, they are happening, but let's let's stop being so so let's stop being so negative. Let's not focus on those things. Let's let's stop speaking negative things, curses on the land. Listen, the land has been defiled. Yes, it has. I know it has. But let's not speak condemnations and curses and guilt. Instead, 
Let's speak the gospel. Let's speak the wonderful promises of Yahuwah. Even in these dark times, even as there's gross darkness, the light shall shine upon his people. Let us speak of that beautiful kavod that is going to weigh on us, that is going to be a heavy weight on us, is going to be so marvelous. Let's help the hungry. Let's feed them. Let's go to them. Let's bring them the good news, brothers and sisters. Let's share our food. If we're hoarding and we're not sharing, is that what Yahushua, Jesus Christ, did? Is that what Jesus Christ did? No, he took what he had, and he spoke it, and he brought it forth, and he multiplied, and there were multiplications. The bread and the fish were multiplied, and not only were they multiplied, but when everybody was done, there were 12 baskets of abundance, brothers and sisters. Let us share. Let us speak his beautiful gospel. Let us speak the wonderful promises of Yahushua. Let us speak the salvation. Let us speak his, his victory. Let us speak about the victorious battle. Let us go to the courtrooms of heaven. Let us go into the throne of grace and plead for our loved ones and plead for, for our towns, for our neighborhoods, for our cities, for our states, for our countries. <clears throat> if we're not talking about this because we're afraid or don't want to offend no one, is that what Jesus Christ, Yahushua, taught? No. He didn't teach that at all. You know, many people were offended. Many people didn't want to go near him because he didn't hold back. Let's not talk about the troubles but let's let's talk about the solutions, brothers and sisters. Let's not talk about the troubles. But let's talk about the solutions. You see, when the troubles come, the people are going to acknowledge that there's trouble. They're going to acknowledge that, yes, there is indeed a problem. So then us, let's turn those troubles into triumph. Ephesians 5.20, always giving thanks to Yahuwah, the Father, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't try to run away from the problems in your life. Those problems aren't just random mistakes. They are blessings in disguise. And I can use them to make your faith stronger. So instead of worrying about problems... See them as a chance to trust me more. When you start to feel stressed, that's a sign that you need my help. And it's okay to need my help. I created you to need me. This world idolizes those who don't seem to need help from anyone. But in my kingdom, I bless those who come to me and ask for my help. As you practice trusting me, you will see that I have the power to turn problems into possibilities and troubles into triumph. So when a problem comes your way, be thankful. 
and let that problem lead you into a closer relationship with me. John 15 and verse 5. I love John 15. Hallelujah. John 15 verse 5. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Brothers and sisters, as we abide in him, he abides in us. As we are in him, he helps us. As we as we trust in him, he is building himself up in us. We have his helper. We have his Ruach HaKodesh to help us. In the Strong's Concordance, the word helper, number 3875, is parakletos. It means to call, hence, call to one side. The word signifies an intercessor, a comforter, a helper, an advocate, a counselor. In non-biblical literature, parakletos had the technical meaning of an attorney who appears in court in another's behalf. So right here we have a helper that appears in court in another's behalf. The Holy Spirit leads believers to a greater apprehension of gospel truths. In addition to general help and guidance, He gives the strength to endure the hostility of this world system, brothers and sisters. He gives us the strength to endure the hostility of this world system. He is our helper. As we abide in him and he abides in us, he is helping us. Yeshua Mashiach is the great intercessor for us. He is our Counselor, our attorney Our advocate He stands And represents us So therefore We as his sons and daughters As his priests As the royal priesthood At his Kodeshim We have to go into the courtrooms of heaven And stand on others Behalf On your loved ones On your neighbors Even your enemies We need to We need to pray for all of them Because we don't want Them to go to hell We don't want that Brothers and sisters I know I don't I I, I don't even want my worst enemy To go to hell brothers and sisters I even want my my worst enemy to, to, To come to the light And to come to the truth And to be saved Because I tell you what I don't hate nobody like that I don't have no no ill will or no intent even to those that persecute me and then prosecute me because because eternity is eternity and I wouldn't wish that on nobody. Second Corinthians chapter one starting in verse eight For we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure above strength so that we despaired even of life. 
Yes, we had the sentence of death. Right here, Paul Paul is saying he was sentenced to death. Yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in Yahuwah, who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and who and does deliver us, in whom we trust that he will still deliver us. He will deliver us, brothers and sisters. You got to trust him. You got to put your trust in him. Speak his promises. Speak his word. Let his word be in your heart and speak his word. Speak his truths. And you'll see how his kingdom will come all around you. How his will will be done all around you. How his shield will be upon you. How his shield will cover you. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith. And faith is what? The currency in heaven, brothers and sisters. Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. He's going to throw all that he can against you. You see, we're targets. But we have the shield. We have the kavod. We have the dunamis power. We have the helper. We have Yahuwah Sabaoth. We pretty much have the army surrounding us, brothers and sisters. You see, there's a battle going on every day. A battle for your mind. And Homo Satanus has an unlimited supply of arrows. His arrows are the lies that he whispers to you, trying to weaken your faith. His arrows say, no one loves you. Even Jesus wouldn't forgive that. There's no hope for you. You are so worthless. Brothers and sisters, lie after lie after lie. He will try to whisper in your head. He'll try to tell you in your ear. Protect yourself with your shield of faith. When you feel the sting of one of Homo Satanus' lies, come to me and hear my truth. The truth is, I love you so much that I died for you. There is nothing you can do that I won't forgive. In me, there is always hope. And you are my own special creation. Always precious to me. Take up your shield of faith. Stand up to the devil and he will run away from you. Come close to me and I will come close to you. Hallelujah. Let's look at Revelations 12.10, brothers and sisters. Revelation 12.10. And then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our Yahuwah and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our Yahuwah, before our God, day and night, has been cast down. The accuser, day and night, he's accusing us, day and night, brothers and sisters. However, we have an attorney, we have a Pericletos standing on our behalf. Let us look more into this Pericletos. Let us look. Let us look at Jesus Christ, Yeshua Mashiach. Let us look and see what He did. And let us understand the promises for you and I. 
I'm reading out of the the book um, Courts of Heaven, Robert Henderson, page 64. The power and authority granted us in the courts of heaven. The first thing that allowed Peter's destiny to be secured was Jesus's prayers. Luke 22:31 to 32 shows that Satan demanded Peter be put on trial. But Jesus stood for him in the courts of heaven. And Yahuwah said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you. Yeshua Mashiach said, Jesus Christ said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Everyone would probably think, well, of course it worked. Jesus prayed for him. We must realize, what we must realize is that this was before Jesus died. This was before he was buried, before he resurrected, and before he ascended. In other words, this was before he won his position in the courts of heaven. What Jesus did for Peter, he did as a mortal man. This is important, otherwise we disqualify ourselves from what we have been called to do. When Jesus prayed for Peter, he didn't do it as God. He did it as a mortal man. Like you and I, brothers and sisters. Philippians 2, 5-11 shows us that Jesus, Yeshua Mashiach, lived on earth. As a mortal man He never once touched His God powers While here Everything he did He did as a man Filled with God Not as God He did it as a man Filled With the presence of Yahuwah Let this mind be in you Which was also in Christ Jesus Who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, Yahushua Mashiach, Jesus Christ, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over all, to the glory of God the Father. We are told in these scriptures that Jesus laid aside all of his God powers and functioned here totally as a human being. Because of his obedience to the Father to do this, he won for himself a name greater than all other names. This speaks of his position Jesus holds in heaven. If Jesus had touched his God powers while living on earth, he would have forfeited the right to be our Savior. Adam 
a human being lost creation. Adam, a human being, lost creation. He lost all creation. Jesus, Yeshua Mashiach, the second and last Adam, had to live totally as a human being to win it back. This is why Satan tempted Jesus in the wilderness with, If you are the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. Homo Satanus knew that if Jesus ever touched his God powers while living on the earth, he would lose the right to redeem it back to God. The temptation was to use his God powers to turn the stones into bread. How did Jesus do what he did while on earth if he didn't touch his God powers? He lived not as God on the planet, but rather as a man, as a human man filled with the presence of God. This is what happened at the River Jordan when the Holy Spirit descended upon him. This is why the term incarnate one is used to describe Jesus, Yeshua Mashiach. Incarnate means a body filled with a spirit. This is the way Jesus lived. He never did one recorded miracle until the Ruach HaGodesh, Holy Spirit, filled him. He lived the exact same way that we are to live. Not as God, but as people filled with God. This means everything he did is legal for us to do as well. If Jesus had performed, if Jesus had performed miracles as God, then we would be excluded from such activity. We are not God, but part of humanity. This is important concerning Jesus' prayer for Peter. He did not intercede in the courts of heaven as high priest or even as God, because he had not yet won that position. His prayer for Peter was a man filled with God and under the unction of the Holy Spirit. In other words, what he did for Peter, we can also do. Just like Jesus went into the courts of heaven and secured Peter's destiny, we too can go into the courts of heaven and secure our destinies that are in the books. We can secure the destinies of others that are joined to us as well. The main thing is that we should not disqualify ourselves from the power and authority we have in heaven and its and in court's system. Hallelujah. And notice in Matthew uh, chapter 6, Let's turn to Matthew chapter 6. Hallelujah. In verse 9, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9, he says, In this manner, therefore, pray our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Uh, we exalt you. Your name is the most greatest name. He, he exalted his name. 
Let your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Brothers and sisters, he was he was uh, uh he was welcoming the will of Yahuwah the Father. He was welcoming his will on the earth as it is in heaven. You see, his kingdom is in heaven, the highest heaven. His kingdom is in the heavens. His will is in heaven. And Jesus Christ wanted to bring his will down on the earth. Yeshua, Mashiach, Yahuwah, the Father, the Son, want their will on the earth. They want their will to be pushed on the earth. They want us to bring down the will of him. They want, they want us to bring his will all around us. They he wants to bring how many I don't understand I don't know how many how, how many other ways I can say this. He does not want the will of Homo Satanus on this earth. He doesn't want Homo Satanus's will on the earth. He wants his will on the earth. That's why when he taught us to pray he said, "Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, Homo Satanus knows how his will is in the heaven. The, the demons know how his, his presence carries in the spiritual realm. How his presence is powerful in the spiritual realm. And in Matthew 6, he was, he was teaching us how to bring down his will on the earth. All around us, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in the marketplace. He wants us to bring that will with us. As we abide in him, and we, as we abide in him and he abides in us. As we, go, as we go into the courtrooms, just like Jesus as a man went into the courtrooms of heaven and, 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 and represented Peter. So can we go into the throne room of grace, go into the throne room. And once you get better and you know more, and he will show you other courtrooms. Just like, you know, I said last uh, two weeks ago, there's Supreme Court, civil court, uh, criminal court. There's all kinds of courtrooms, brothers and sisters. And as we practice this and understand this, we will, we will go to the courtrooms on behalf of people that you know. And we will cut the legal ties that the enemy has on their lives. Souls will be saved. Towns will be restored, brothers and sisters. The plans of the enemy will not grow. You know, I yes, I know uh, the end times and Babylon and the chip and, the, and, and, and people will, will marvel after the beast. Yes, I understand that. Okay? But what I'm saying but what I am saying is um we must bring in the will. We must bring in the kingdom. We must enter the throne room of grace. We have to go and intercede for our brothers and sisters. We are the Kodeshim. We have to do our jobs. We have to do what we have been called to do. Okay? The light is going to be shining upon us. The light is going to be shining upon us, brothers and sisters. Just like I read in Isaiah and, and all those other passages. 
just go back and listen to this message again. Just like I just like I said, the light is gonna be on us. You know, I thought we were gonna be out of here in 2013. I thought we were gonna be out of here in 2014. I thought we were gonna be out of here in 2015. The blood moons, the 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 the, the sun was darkness. I mean, stuff was popping. You know, the enemy seems to be advancing. I mean, uh, the bathroom wars, the the race. I mean, but we're still here. So while we're still here, we must bring the will. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, brothers and sisters. We got to bring it. As long as we're here, we are his vessels on this earth. We are his Kodesh ones. We are his Kodeshim. We are the sanctified set-apart ones. We are his royal priesthood. He wants us to do his will on earth as it is in heaven. He wants to bring his kingdom down on earth. As it is in heaven, brothers and sisters. While we're still here, you know, I'm not, I mean, I know there's a lot of ugly stuff going on out there, but I'm not going to speak that stuff. I'm not going to, I I, no longer want to speak about that stuff, you know. Sometimes I, I, I share this stuff on Facebook, some gloom and doom stuff, because I'm trying to get the the, the naysayers, the 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 mockers, the, the 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 scoffers, the prognosticators. I'm trying to get them to understand that Houston, we have a problem. Okay, that's all I'm trying to do. But for the most part, I'm 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 I'm, I'm spreading. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Isaiah 60, Malachi 4. You know, we haven't seen these things happen. Joel too. There's an army in Joel 2 that, that go up the walls, that go up the sides of the buildings. I believe that's his army. We are part of his army, brothers and sisters. Okay? Hallelujah. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. I gave you an amazing mind. With it, you can think great thoughts and dream great dreams. But my mind is infinitely bigger and more amazing. My thoughts contain all of creation and the universe, all of the past, present, and future. And because I understand all things and all times, my thoughts and my ways are different from yours. Life can be like a box of puzzle pieces. With the box with the box top missing, when you look around at your life, all you can see are the pieces. But I see the final picture. I know how all the pieces fit together. I know how to join together all the jagged pieces of hurts and disappointments, plus the smooth pieces of victories and joys. Trust my timing and my ways. Trust me to fit all your pieces together 
into a wonderful life. And trust me at the end of your life to lead you home to heaven. Hallelujah. Let's look at Psalm 73. Praise you, Yahushua. Let's look at Psalms 73, brothers and sisters, starting at verse 24. Let's look at Psalm 73, starting in verse, I'm sorry, starting in verse 23 and 24. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. You will guide me with your counsel. Brothers and sisters, that is a legal term. That is a term used in legal systems, in court systems. The root word consul in the Strong's Concordance is number 3289. Yawats. Yawats is the word. It's the root word of consul. And it means to advise, to consult, to give counsel like a lawyer. Uh, what is it? The chambers of the council, <laughs> like in a courtroom setting. It's a purpose, it's a device, it's a plan to advise counsel, give counsel, like a lawyer, brothers and sisters. Okay? These are deeper, this is a deeper knowledge. Brothers and sisters, and when I came across this at first, actually, I, I when I first came across this stuff, I didn't realize how powerful it was. When it was first revealed to me, I didn't realize the profoundness of it and the intensity of it, and, and, and it can sometimes, you know, I got to admit, it was a little overwhelming. However... When you grasp this concept You know I used to pray for hours And hours and hours And and be at my face For hours and cry and moan And groan and I Sometimes I still do those things And sometimes things call for that However when I learned To go into the courtroom When I learned to go into the throne room Of grace Sometimes what took me hours and hours and days and days to break through now sometimes takes me 15, 20 minutes. And I see results and I see things changing. So brothers and sisters, I'm sharing with you so you too can be equipped and empowered to see how wonderful and glorious this is. You know, all throughout the scriptures, he talks about counsel and 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 paracletos and the courtroom and the courts of heaven and I mean, you got a book of judges for crying out loud. We have a throne of grace for crying out loud, brothers and sisters. You know. We see this over and over in the scriptures. 
and I have learned and I have embraced this and 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 I'm getting better and better at it and the more you do it the more authority you will get you, you will gain authority to go into higher courts brothers and sisters the will of the kingdom the will of Yahweh his will will start moving upon the earth and that's what this is all about so more souls will be saved because the darkness is spreading and grows darkness however the light will shine the light will shine upon you and if we're still here on this earth and we haven't escaped yet the light is going to shine upon us brothers and sisters so let us speak these wonderful promises of Yahuwah in our lives in the lives of our families in the lives of our friends in the lives of our loved ones let us not speak curses on this land or curses anymore but let us reverse those curses let us go to the throne room of grace to the courtroom of grace and let us learn to reverse those curses you know lest and 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 see if he will relent a little longer let us not get the Jonah syndrome and get angry because he hasn't come yet and get angry because his wrath and his judgment has been passed on America the evil okay let us rejoice that he is long suffering just like he had mercy on us let us rejoice that he will have mercy on those that you pray for those that you intercede for those that you represent in the courtroom of heaven in the throne room of grace hallelujah 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 I i'm going to put on one more song brothers and sisters give me one second Praise you, Lord. Praise you. Thank you, Yahushua, for your love. Oh, hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, just so you know, my... Uh, <laughs> it looks like my Skype is still working, but my internet has crashed. I can't see no chat room. I can't get in nowhere. Um, I have a very old computer here. Um, you know, I'm doing the best I can. You know, I'm just I'm just thanking the Lord for all the wonderful stuff he's given me. You know, and I just use what I can and and um and uh so you know, right now my <laughs> my computer internet just crashed, so I can't see nothing in the chat room, brothers. Just so you know, I'm not ignoring anybody. You know, I don't want anybody to to think, you know, anything, but, you know, just so you know, my chat room, my internet right now just went down. Hallelujah. Let's, let's listen to this beautiful song and, and let's just meditate on Yahuwah, God, the Father, Yahushua, the Son. He's so wonderful. Okay, I hope I got the right one.
Brothers and sisters, Yahushua wants you to live in peace. He wants you to be in shalom, brothers and sisters. Don't let the psyops and the propaganda and the gloom and doom of this world take your peace. Yahuwah, Yeshua, Mashiach, our God, our Savior, our Father, 
He brings peace. Understand these things that I've shared you with you tonight. And your peace will begin to grow as well. Shalom to you. May he keep you. May he keep you. And make it, may his countenance shine upon you, brothers and sisters. I love you. I love you dearly. Beloved in the Kodeshim. Contend for the faith. And your rewards will be waiting for you in heaven. Have a good night. Shalom, Shabbat Shalom. Kavor Hagado Hagodesh. Yahuwah Sebaot, Mashiach Ruach HaKodesh. His Kavod Hagadol, His Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. He is holy, holy, holy. Good night. God bless you. I love you. Shalom. Blog Talk Radio.
Hi guys. I had a dream last night. It was like early this morning actually. And I was in a car and I picked up this lady that I didn't know and I was bringing her somewhere where I didn't know where we were going. And when we got there, we were in this huge coliseum type thing. It was low in the center and then the stairs went way, way up. And all of the aisles that people were walking up and down were super narrow. So like if you were going up, which fortunately I was going up with this lady, um, people were coming down. And I took this as kind of a confirmation of the message that I got yesterday, which was don't leave the ark. Um, people were going down the back down the stairs on the very narrow path, um, and they were leaving. And I was going to the place, and I was climbing up the stairs. So um, then the other thing that really struck me about this dream, and maybe somebody can um, tell me what they think this means, there is a girl that I met when I got to the top, and I was walking along the top of the stadium, um, and she saw me, and I saw her, and I kept saying hi to her, and she was just acting like she didn't know me at all. And I've known this woman for, for many years because my kids went to preschool together with her kids, her child. So I've known her for many years. We're not, I wouldn't call us friends because we don't hang out, um, acquaintances more like, but... Um, you know, I, there was a time in my life where I was a little bit closer with her, and I did do some things with her, but I haven't talked to her, been around her for a long time. She happens to go to the church that if I was attending church, I would be attending, and I was involved with her in a couple of, um, maybe it was just one Bible study, but she was acting like she didn't know me, and I don't know why. Um She's kind of, you know, I don't like to be mean, but um, I quit going to Bible study and I quit going to church because I thought the women were a little fakey. And, you know, that's maybe the enemy just convincing me not to go. I just would prefer to, um, you know, find a church that I like and attend that and do a lot of stuff on my own. And, you know, with close friends that aren't like that, this woman could be construed in my mind that she's a little fakey. Um, but she didn't seem to know me at all, and she was ignoring me. I kept saying her name, and she just would look at me with this blank stare like she had no idea who I was. Um, and I was repeating her name, but she just never, it never clicked. Um who I was, which is really weird to me. So I don't know what that means. Um, I don't know what she is a picture of. If she's a picture of religion and I'm not religious enough for her, I, you know, I just don't know. So if anyone has any insight into that one, please let me know what you think. Definitely something to be said for the big, huge, long, you know, it was like a block tall the stadium and I was walking up
stairs in a very narrow aisle. Like there was enough room for two people, but it was super narrow and you kind of had to squeeze by people and go up a little bit sideways um, as they were coming, flowing down the stairs. We were going up the stairs. Um, and I was with this stranger that I had never seen before um, when we were going up the stairs. So, okay, guys, that's, that's the dream. <laughs> um, hopefully somebody will have some perspective on that. Have a great weekend, and thanks for listening. Hi, guys. I received a prophetic word on uh, March 15th. 2014, the title of it is The Enemy Trembles at My Army's Rising. I'm going to go ahead and read that to you now. Gather, my soldiers. Come gather around your commander. Hear my voice. Resist the voice of your enemy. He is a liar. He desires to confuse you. He desires to separate you from me. Will you allow it? My chosen ones, my dearly loved treasures, look up. Why the sad faces? Why are you worried? Why do you, uh, why do you believe the enemy's lies? Have I not told you? Have I not warned you that he goes around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour? My children, he may not devour you if you reject his lies. I have put my spirit within you. Did I not say that the very least in my kingdom is greater than John the Baptist, who was among my greatest, my very greatest. So how much greater are you than the wicked, rebellious, fallen ones? My dearly loved ones, resist the lies of your enemies. Submit to my work within you. I am doing a great work. You have nothing to fear. You are a mighty army with a mighty king. I lead my army. I train my soldiers. Great exploits you shall do because I am in you. The enemy is afraid. They hear your rising. The sons and daughters arise. My army is rising. The enemy trembles at your rising. What a beautiful sight you are. Can you hear the sound of your rising? Bone to bone, sinew, flesh, breath, life, resurrection life. Do you feel my wind? Do you feel my breath? It breathes on you and in you now. The enemy rages wildly with lies. My spirit overcomes. It overtakes the deception. For all that have ears to hear, hear what the spirit says. Awaken, rise, live, breathe my life, resurrection life. I breathe upon you. Breathe deeply now my life. My Holy Spirit, I give to you without measure. Feel my holy fire, my sons and daughters. My purging fire burns within you. The fire of my presence burns upon you. What a sight you are, the enemies. See my fire upon you and they shudder. The enemy sees my beautiful army rising. What can they do? Where will they hide? I came to destroy the works of darkness like father, like son. My spirit rests upon you. Come close, my children. You are not alone. Your king, your commander will not leave you. It is I working in you. It is I working with you. Resist all lies. Be courageous. Do not fear. 
Praise the Lord, God, we thank you for this word, Lord. We receive it, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that, Lord, that you are raising up your army in these last days. And yes, King Jesus, you are the leader of your army. Lord, I know that you have a remnant, God.